0: Hello again and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Me High podcast. I have another special episode for you again today. Um, first of all, I'll introduce my friends Mick and Danny. Hello for you, thank you for joining us, boys. Hello. Uh, and we have a fan's favourite from some very good times at now with Kirk Broadford joining us. Thanks for joining us, Kirk.
2: Pleasure, thanks for
0: having me. Um, so what I'd like to do with these sort of things is, sort of where are you now? I know you're at Inverness. Uh, Caledonia, yeah. so one of my my favorite favorite club Amazing. names in the in the UK. Uh, how's things going up there?
2: Um, yeah, but we got off to a pretty good start, to be honest. Um, how I came about being up here was um, kind of a long story. Obviously, I, I left my local club, Kamarnak, um mm. was like, pretty much on my doorstep. Um, we get relegated. It was a weird season with COVID things like that. And, mm. Uh, didn't help us, so I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to keep playing. If I was being honest, um, kind of put a downer on me after getting relegated uh, a couple of years, a couple of weeks, sorry. And then I get bored, and I was back in the gym as I do. Uh, I had a couple of options, and then I spoke to Inverness for about must have been four weeks during the summer. And the manager was great with me. Uh, he knew that I didn't want to move away because I said when I left Roller and I moved home for my family. That was me. I was settled. I wasn't moving again. Some old kids are in school, wife. So it was just one of those ones that he says he would help me out, and um, it wouldn't be a full week. It would uh, come up near the end of the week and play the play the game on the weekend and look after myself during the week. Um, so. Yeah, it's worked out well. Um, as I say, we'll off to a good start and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, are you are you, tra- uh, tra- you travelling up there every 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 game for every game then? So uh, obviously the home games are up here the Thursday, Friday for the game, Saturday. But most yeah. games are pretty much Glasgow, so I'll be back home on the Friday and then travel there. So it's it's it works out great. Um the reason why I come up here is because I think Inverness have got a good squad and we've got a chance of challenging. I didn't want to just go to a club and see out my career, just playing middle of the Mm. table, fighting relegation after coming off a a relegation. Mm. So that was the reason why I chose Inverness, even though it was quite a bit away from
3: home, to be honest. It's a hell of a journey. A hell of a journey from anywhere. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Not the best road in the world either, to be honest. (laughs) Um, let's
0: move, move back to your, when you first signed for Rotherham. We've talked to a few other Rotherham players who signed for Steve Evans. Um, what was Steve Evans' sell to, to get you to the club?
2: Uh, <laughs> um, see, see, I didn't know nothing about Steve Evans when I first joined Rotherham. I met him. <laughs> when I actually met him during the summer a few times, he it was, it was a great guy, talking away brilliant, great stories. I thought, oh, this is a good guy. Go and, go and play for him. Uh, End up coming down and then got an eye-opener, if I'm being honest, and <laughs> some of the things that were going on. Uh, I couldn't get my head around it, if I'm being honest. It'd taken me three, four, five months to get my head around it at the beginning of the season. Uh, I, <laughs> some of the, I said, I, and I don't like to say that but it did it, it didn't help my football if anything I probably tried to get out the first three four mm. months and um, and then eventually uh, my wife and myself we're like, we've moved here we've bought a house we've got kids just keep your head round it and go on with it and mm. I did I buckled down I battered the gym I got on with it and then unfortunately I broke my collarbone as as a got my head around everything, and then get back for that, and then the rest is history that season, really. Mm.
0: Yeah, we've, uh, we've, talked to, we've talked to Carrie Arnes and Ben Pringle or Michael O'Connor, so we know how chaotic. It could be under Steve Evans. <laughs>
2: yeah, but um, as, as much as it was chaotic, it got results, and you mm-hmm. can't argue with that. Yeah. No, definitely. So you say you didn't know much about
0: Steve Evans. Does that mean when you came in, Steve Evans had a lot of turnover of players? And it worked, like I said, it got results. Is that something you you heard of and knew of beforehand, that there could be
2: that high, to, particularly for yourself, a turnover of players? Uh, not really, to be honest, because, well, obviously you do a bit of research once there's a bit of interest, but you, you're thinking when you're going up to the championship level, it, it would calm down about where the players coming and going because you'd like to think that the club would attract probably a higher standard of player and not to say that I didn't think the squad was good but you would think obviously going up to the Championship that players would, would, would look to go to rather than that we're playing Championship, Lower League even Premier League because your, your Championship at yeah. the end of the day is probably a, a mini Premier League and, but Still, we went and signed about God twenty-five players that summer. Summer, um, <laughs> and what must have been six weeks. It was nine away, so yeah, it, it actually worked for him. And if if he wasn't mentally strong or, or up for it, then you would be fade away, to be honest. Um, but I think in the end, it, it brought the group closer, um, and maybe that's why he did it. Um, as I say, it, it got results and. It did bring the, the group closer, um, and the boys ended up fine for each another, To be honest, mm.
0: what's it like coming into that group? Because obviously that, that group just won at Wembley, so the players that were already there would have been buzzing because you've just come off a promotion. What was it like coming into that group? Were, were it was it a great bunch of lads that tried to you know get integrated quite easily, or what, what was that sort of first
2: month or two like? The, the player point of view. The first. Yeah, I think obviously the the group that were there. If I'm being honest, the the probably they'll I'm Not sure whether Alexa, myself, Matty Dabisher and that coming because they've done the work to get up there, and we're coming here probably on more wages than them because that was the talk at the time because they were annoyed that they didn't get new contracts and things like that. Um, but th- that's not the players' fault. That that's that's got to come from above. But. You know, once you get to once you get to know everyone and they get to know you, it kind of settles down a bit, and then you you go on with things. But as I say, I was quite a strong character, um, and I, and I stood up for myself. Um, so I think the boys liked the fact that I stood up against Steve, and Steve will probably say that to you that we did have our clashes a lot, but we ended up having a good relationship in the end. To be honest, um, I think. Maybe it's a Scottish thing. I don't know. At the end of the day, when I got my head round and get down, and you played me in the position, it helped. I was going to ask about
0: that because the first, ten, not even ten games, you were playing everywhere—right back, left back, trying the centre back—and you're playing left everywhere. That again, you talk about him missing your head. That's also got to play in your head a little bit that you play me in best position, and I'll I'll play. Yeah, well, I
2: did say that to him. If you play me centre back. I'll in be my best position, but injuries, injuries at the time didn't help Fraser get injured. We didn't really have a left back, a couple of injuries. And at the time, I just wanted to play. It was one of those like, they're saying, "Oh, they're not," but you're helping your teammates. You're not, you're not doing it out of spite. You, are try to help your teammates. But I knew that centre half was my, my best position. Um, yeah, I played there at Rangers full back up, but when I went to Blackpool I was a centre back and that's what I came to Rollerman as a centre back and that's what I was told I was playing. But as I said, you you you're there to help your teammates and that's that's what I did at the time.
3: Yeah. Is it is it do you think it's Is it a Rotherham United thing, this, or 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 is it across all clubs? With we're looking at our uh, Wes Harding, who plays for us now as a centre back. He's played right back, right wing back, left back, left wing back, left side of a left side of a back three, right side of a back three. The only place he hasn't played is the centre of the back three. It it, it seems to be. (laughs) Yeah, is it just Rotherham United, or is it it, happening across football?
2: I think it's a. Sometimes you can take that as a compliment because mm. if, if you're just an out-and-out centre-back, like the old school, could you play full-back? Could you play left-wing-back? Yeah, it means well as, yeah. that he can play because he can play their positions. And mm. and he doesn't get probably the credit he deserves because he's probably seen as that utility player. But mm. I, I bet he, his teammates and his manager appreciates that he can fill in at their positions. So yeah. it's one of I those... I mean, yeah. it's, it's something the player always annoyed that he doesn't get to his position, but in, in the fact
3: that he's doing a job for the team in the club. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, we absolutely love him. We absolutely love him, but it's just you know it, it, you do wonder how it affects a player, uh, you know, playing out of position almost constantly. So,
2: yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, I get that, I get that. Yeah, it annoyed me as well, but as I
0: say you're doing it for the team yeah yeah uh, interesting season it felt like a stop start season I know you were, you were in that team but as a, as a team we never seemed to get that five or six games where we went on an amazing run it were always we won't won two, one or two games we then went on five or six games and we didn't win I suppose that's the sign of a, of a relegation fighting team but is it difficult to find that consistency when you can't just get those sort of running results together good question um <laughs>
3: It's a hard one to say,
2: and really, mm. maybe that was just a step up because mm. maybe the players could get away with the one or two mistakes in League One, than they didn't in the Championship, um, yeah. and and once you're down one or two nil, it's it's hard to come back in that league. It was it was unforgiven, as you as you've probably seen as fans, um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a hard one to say, but. Maybe it was just because of the style of play. We wasn't really a possession-based team at that time. It was was more get-it-up and play-off seconds. Whereas maybe if we were a possession-based team, we would have kept the ball in a more consistency. But it's it's hard to tell. It is Mm -hmm. really hard to tell. But it just depends what the club wants at the time. And I think staying up was the main ring.
0: yeah. That's fair. Uh, is there any games that stand out? There's a couple I want to mention. That the Huddersfield game away, uh, when I think Arnie and Connie Salmon scored, and I seem to recall Farron Ross and got parachuted in at about eleven o'clock that day. Um, and t- you played along alongside, am I right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. I was, I was that just sort of schooling a young kid on, on a bit of league game. Yeah, you could, could see it. Uh, to be fair, the,
2: the big play he's done well for us wasn't scared to put his head in as well, so for mm. a, a young lad, I think that was his actual league debut, was it? it I think it was, was yeah. Probably. So, it, it, to be fair, and, and obviously you in front of you, who was probably more defensive minded, who could play as well in mm. the midfield. And I think it, it, it was probably a good game for him, because it was it was quite a pressure game, we, we had to really win that, and, mm. and lucky enough we did.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was a great day, that one. I really enjoyed that yeah. day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, tell me about it, it's great. Every other week you're playing a local <laughs> team, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we'll us talk about Ferran Ross. So they brought his own problems, not his problems, I suppose, but the three-point deduction for registration issues. That was you're fighting for relegation, and then that happens. It must be an absolute kick in the gut as a player to fight for that three points and then stripped away.
2: Yeah, uh, obviously, because I think that was a brain game, was it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, taking them t- away. Yeah, I think. Actually, I think some of the boys said at training after that that that's we we're relegated, and a few of the older ones had to say, "No, no, no, plenty of games, relax." Uh, yeah, it, it was hard to take, especially when you go in. Yeah. I think that was the uh, Easter weekend when you go, I think it was Friday yeah. Monday. So they, they, I think they picked up, was it four points or six? But anyway, it was it was probably looking a wee bit more healthy in the league. And then to go and get that, it's, it's a bit hard to think. But these things happen. Uh, probably someone get a sack for that. <laughs> 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 so you don't
4: really see eligible player in modern football do you like, oh, oh, a, especially right, yeah. like, in, in England and in Scotland it's a very mm. rare thing in professional football these days isn't it mm. yeah thanks yeah. Man. Yeah.
0: Mm. If, if one club's going to do it, it's going to be Nottingham United. It? Come on! <laughs> well, wait,
3: wait. well, you've got you've got Steve Evans in charge as well. You know anything that could go wrong like that, anything that's going to upset <laughs> FA or EFL, it's going to come from Steve Evans, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he, he loved the argument, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair to him, the I said in his interview. I think I was. I think it was after that that he basically said, he used, the, he "used the phrase they don't want us in this league," and I imagine. Although it's a bit of a daft, daft thing to say, it, it get it galvanised the fans, and I assume it galvanised the players as well a little bit.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I think, as I said, as it's, it's crazy as it was, I think there was methods to his madness. He um, just mm. got everybody together. And, and just wee comments like that, and it was good. It was good in the media. He knew how he worked them, and it, it did. It brought everyone together.
0: Mm um i'm finishing on that season the reading game which secured survival there's been a number of great nights at new york but that was a great night uh at new york if playing that game just talk us through the build-up to the game knowing that win is survival
2: uh, obviously it's a huge game but I'm, I'm, I'm one of those players i don't get too high i don't really get too low mm. I, I try and keep level because if you get too high you can get a, can get shot back in too quick and if you get too low then you're going to get disappointed an awful lot because there's, there's an awful lot of disappointments in football to be honest um, so I just turned it as another game really and at that point of the season I would got my fitness so I was playing my position I just I felt like well, we're going into this game in a good position that we could win it um, and lucky enough we did but I actually ended in a, a quite a so I'm not for myself, I went off injured. and um, I done my medial that game and I ended up missing the Leeds game, the last game of the season. Mm. Um, so I had to go and do a rehab all summer to make sure I was I was ready for next season. Bearing in mind I could have done that at the beginning of the season after what happened, but okay. yeah, so it was, yeah it was it was great to stay up, great celebrations after. Um all the boys went out. I actually never went, I was in crutches, so <laughs> yeah it just one bad luck after another but I'm, I'm just <laughs> delighted that we stayed up and it was, it was at the end of the day it was job done
0: yeah is that is, that, is a play <coughs> so just, this, we've done that we've, we've achieved what we achieved I can sort of you know, obviously you have to do rehab but you've got that sense of pride because you've done it, it sometimes it's promotion sometimes it's smile. you've done what you aim for it and for me it was a big achievement at the time
2: yeah it huge um, especially yeah. as you say losing the three points and I don't think anyone, anybody thought we would have stayed up. Let's be honest about that. And I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. And so, especially Millwall saying that we would go down as well. So it was, it was a wee bit of getting back at them. And so, yeah, it was, it was a great achievement. And, and looking back at that season, really, as you say, it was, it was stop start, personally, from personal point of view. And. I was a wee bit disappointed that it ended the way it did with obviously getting the injury because I, I felt as if, I, as I said, I was just getting fit, getting to play my position and, and actually getting a run of games to show what I could do. So that's why I was determined in the off-season to come back fit and then obviously got the bad news when I come back. So <laughs> as I say, yeah. it, it was a bit stop to at my
0: Rodenham career, but uh, as I said, I moved my family down there that first season, and they actually loved it there. So when that when that season ended and actually survived, and we'll talk about what you know a little bit more about what, what happened at the start of the next season. But it's like, if you've settled, there must be a positive feeling like next season we've stayed up. It was a busy summer transfer wise. There must be a positive feeling that we can kick on and not just be, oh, let's stay up, let's push, a to push our higher up.
2: Yeah, well, from a personal point of view we were hoping to do that um, and I think the manager was as well and um, you would like to think the club was as well but no one knows what upstairs is thinking but you would think that we would push on not saying we're going to get promoted but at least middle of the table up in top half but it's, it didn't go off to a great start and result-wise and obviously from a personal point of view but... Uh, yeah. as I say who can, who, who can say what's going to happen in football it's it's one of those things that everybody plans to go for promotion and things like that but it's, if you don't go off to the, the best start it can hamper your season really mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely um, let's touch on your the 10 game band that came in I, I know you can't talk about certain things so if I, if I, ask, through, if I ask too much just tell me to show up and i uh, yeah. we'll stop How late did you get told about the the 10 game ban? Because we found out it was—it felt for us as fans, it was quite close to the start of the season. Were you aware of anything happening in the meantime, or was it just sort of sprung on?
2: No, um, it was probably for July, um, Hmm. June, July. um, It was going on. It wasn't actually the ban that happened that I had to go to court and things like that. Um, So that that all happened. And then, as I say, I wasn't, it, an injunction get put on it. So that's how it never came out. And then someone leaked it, and then that's why it came out. That's why it came out so late. So. Right, okay.
0: Fair enough. Um, but to, to get 10 games at the start of this, 10 games any time is a bad time for reasons. But as fans, you're looking forward to that August date, because that's when football's back. And you said you've had a lot of rehab, so you're obviously working towards that. How much of a, Sets off a really silly question. How much of a blow is that to his first 10 games of the season? Yeah, hey,
2: I was devastated. I'm not gonna lie. Um, just I was I was gobsmacked. Um, I couldn't believe I actually got guilty in the first place. Mm. And the the punishment they gave me. So as, as I say, if footballers you just want to play football, and, and mm. they took that away from me, but as I said, um, I had a, a bad injury. It gave me a chance to get fit, and mm-hmm. I really did get super fit. Um, I worked with Paul, what, probably the fittest I've ever been, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, in my career. And the amount of running we did, it wasn't as if the manager was the, the type of guy and say, "Oh, you got ten weeks, uh, we're in a wee holiday." I was in every day, and I'm talking proper hard running. So it was, it was one of those. Yeah, it wasn't great, and I'm not going to lie. Probably the best that it happened in England with the amount of games that come off at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season with Cup. Um, yeah. But I used it as a positive. I used it as a, I tried to use it as, I'm going to get so fit and get back and get in this team and show everybody. So, as I say, I fit at the end of the season before and I wanted to kick on and show everybody that that was the, the proper player that I was after the 10-game ban.
0: Mm. I assume the club. is this I'm assuming if I'm wrong. To again, tell me that the club were very supportive of your Steve Owens as the manager. It seems like the type, a good man, guy to have in your corner, type of thing.
2: Uh, in terms of
0: uh, the support, you know, the, the the situation you went through, and then the, the helping you, like you said, when the training the, in the preseason, yeah, and making sure yeah, you were still were,
2: part of the part of the squad. Yeah, they were supportive. Then um, I trained every day with the team and the. Uh, the chief exec came with me to the hearing as well. But the only thing that I probably will see is, is like when I get found guilty in the club, they were there and they seen all the evidence and knew that I was wrongly done. They then fined me a lot, a lot of money. Right, okay. So, wow. pretty much the whole time I was... I never get paid. Wow. Ooh. Okay, that sounds very harsh.
0: Yeah, you have right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: uh, It's yeah. like two bites of cherry in it, two or three bites of cherry, and it's just. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's. But I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well probably less we speak about that the Yeah, I'm trying to think of a positive spin to put on that. I'm just I'm trying yeah, to make I an excuse. You know. I'm, in my head. I'm thinking, well, maybe AFL have said no. you're gonna to have to take a sanction as well. Oh <laughs> well, they fined me as well. Yeah, I know
2: they did, yeah, I know. <laughs> How many fines did you get? Yeah, that's what I mean. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wow. Yeah, that was an expensive one, but yeah. yeah. They just seen it as, as I, I couldn't play, so why should they pay me? So it was one of those. Um, but let's move forward. I was saying,
4: Matt, I could see you frantically going through your notes, going, what's the next positive thing to
3: talk about?
2: I can see their point from a business point of view. At the end of the day, football clubs use it as a business. It's a business point of view. I just got my head yeah. down and walked and said I'd get back in that team. And as I say, I was lucky enough. I was in England. There was loads of games. You had two games a week, so within yeah. within five weeks, I was back really.
0: Mm. Yeah, you were back within five weeks, but not 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 back quick enough to play under Steve Evans again. Um I think it was the oh, last. No, I made it, I
2: made All
0: right. Yeah, he made the bench. The game before he went the Birmingham, the Birmingham game. Um, yeah. Um, again, something else that completely came out of the blowers rather than fans. We've we, been we a poor start, but then won two games, and then it was Sale at Steve. What I mean, I'm interested in in general what a Sack is like, but this one in particular seems a very
2: strange time to, to get rid of the manager, yeah, especially after two wins and the bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of the players seen it coming, i never seen it coming. Um, it was a strange one. I don't know whether there was a fallout or, or anything, but we never seen it coming. And then, yeah, it was, it was just a strange two wins and a bounce and then uh, you get the chop for... Probably should I get the chop before he won the two in the bounce, And um, if you're going to <laughs> chop anyone. But to, to chop someone after two wins in the bounce was was strange, really. Mm.
0: As players, it always fascinates. Because if my, if my boss at work got sacked... I'd, I'd be asking you know I want to know what's happened I, I suppose this place don't tell me but as a, as players do you get told anything other than he's gone
2: no nothing nothing we just get told in the next day and see the managers away uh, someone whoever's taking charge until someone comes in or whatever that's all we get told you never get told why or anything really <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. It's
0: just mapping my, my brain. It just, it just seems crazy to me. I don't know why. It's just, it's yeah, all so feels it feels like a different world at times. Oh, I
2: understand because like, yeah. like they always say, "Oh, what mm. happened?" As if mm. we know, but actually, as players, we you probably know before us. We we, we don't get told. <laughs> we actually don't get told anything, and that's that's the truth. And that's the, that's not just Rotherham. That's done at every club I've been at. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Fair enough.
0: Um, and then Neil Redfern comes in. It took a it took a couple of weeks, didn't it? It was quite a short period. Um, his reign was quite brief. Um, but again, it, it started off with some positive forms. Maybe not the positive results, but from a fan point of view, there were a very positive sign of intent in performances. How, how was Neil Redfern to start with? I thought it
2: was brilliant. Um, mm. I think as a coach, he's he's up there with one of the best I've worked with. And um, as a coach, very good coach. Um, I think as a person, he was, he was a really nice guy as well. And um, it was a bit gutted when he left, to be honest. And um, I thought him and Eric Black were really good coaches. I thought we had proper coaches there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a result driven business. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were on a downward spiral, really, at that point when he did get the sack. Um, but as a person and as a coach, I thought he was, he was brilliant. Mm. Yeah,
0: like you say, it was the results didn't worry. I think it was a we lost to we lost to Charlton at home and then Bolton away when they were down with us, weren't they? Uh, and they appeared yeah. to be the sort of final nails in the coffin, for them, didn't
2: they? Yeah, and I, I think actually building up to that, I think the players had a wee feeling that he was under pressure um, because of the results, um, and then the Bolton away was 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 the nail in the coffin. But I don't think they actually played that bad. day games, I think it was. Silly mistakes it cost us at the end of the day, yeah. but as I say, it's a results-driven business, and he had to go. But yeah, I was a bit gutted when he
0: left, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting, Frank, because when he came in as as a as a project, they, they built it as a project, didn't they? They built it. he's yeah. going to bring in another twenty-one, twenty-three team, sorry, and there's going to be a long-term project, and you don't accept relegation. But you say, right, if there's going to be a long-term project, if we're going to get relegated, as long as, long as we've got a plan in place. You can sort of understand it. I assume it's the same for the players. You, you, you've sort of been told about this plan, and then off we go. It's gone.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I can see your point. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, from my point of view, if he was going to go down that route, I was in my thirties then, I wouldn't mm. be part of that. Yeah. But I, I think I think every club, if you're going to be doing a young route, do need experienced guys to show these young guys how to mm. do it day in, day out. Um, and I think mm. most successful teams do have experienced guys. You've installed mm-hmm. it, obviously. Woody there, who's, mm. who's a good pro and who's the example. Um, I think you, you do need it, but um, I can see I can see what you mean. How, um, maybe he did play too many young ones at the time. Maybe should uh should have mm. played a wee bit more experienced team and, and gradually and integrated these younger ones. But who knows? He... He done it his way, and I think if you're
0: going to get a sack, you do it with your own sort, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. we where he had a good good couple of wins, the Leeds win in a way particularly stands out as a as a very yeah. good result. Um I remember on the day there was a lot of talk from him about how how because he got sacked from Leeds. Get, did he use a bit of a Steve Evans trick and use that as a motivation for the players, or was, was it you know not
2: sort of mentioned his history with them? Uh, no, he didn't actually mention it. It wasn't that tight. It was, it mm. was more calm and composed. Um, but I think if you kind of go up for a game against Leeds at Ellen Road, <laughs> or something yeah, or something
3: like that, yeah think, you don't uh, really want to be playing football, should you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. oh. um, I think it actually he brought me in that game. That was my first game back for him. I think we, we mm. won. Yeah, one nil. No. Joe scored actually. Did um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good day. Um, it's always nice to beat Leeds, isn't it? So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um,
0: and then Neil Warnock comes in, and again, this was sort of out with the blue for other fans. It was Redfern's gone. You're almost staring at the bow We're in a really bad position uh, from a table point of view. And then Warnock comes in. Hey, we've got, we've, you know, he knows what he's doing. We've got a good chance here. What was he like when he was the first? What was the first meeting he'll want like? I, was like, I can't imagine what he's like first time around.
2: <laughs> uh, well, the first meeting we had, he actually said to us, What am I doing here? <laughs> uh, have you seen your fixtures? <laughs> 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 so, I, know, was like, I can't even get a clean pair of socks. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> God's honest trip, that was his first first meeting and we were like, just looking at you you know what's going on here but uh, the man was a genius honestly yeah. a genius <laughs> Whereas, the way he got the team playing it just suited us down to a T. and um, honestly like, I genuinely believe if he came back a year after we'd have been fighting for promotion yeah. without a doubt
0: yeah and
2: what could and have been <laughs> that? Oh, stop it stop stop <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, we were only in charge for the 16 or so games, but we could probably spend an hour talking about
2: all the games. Um, yeah, what was it, 11, game 11 games unbeaten? 11 games unbeaten, yeah. Eleven, on, And that was, what, probably the top six we played in that as well?
0: Hmm. I think it would have been, not yeah, far off, Middlesbrough, that yeah.
2: um, Wednesday, been, yeah. Ipswich so, all there yeah, at times. I just felt under him, the way he set his up. Yeah. I just felt under him the way he set us up, and the way he got the team playing that we could beat anyone in what day. I genuinely believe that we were going out there and we were going to win. There was no one going to score against us, and we would score. That—that's generally the way I felt playing under him. And how he set us up, just it was brilliant. Even to get Greg playing in that midfield role and just working along, but it was brilliant. So it was—it was a genius. Honestly, a genius. <laughs>
0: It looks so simple. You know, for the episode, we watched Neil Warnock team. It all looks really simple. But it can't be simple, otherwise everybody else would do it, wouldn't they? What, is there a secret to it, do you think? Or is it just it's just great with people?
2: Uh, yeah, but you just know how to manage. But like, Don't get me wrong, he gave me pelters every day. Every day he gave, gave me pelters. But yeah, at he would he me said, I, I need to give you some just to keep the boys' spirits something like that. <laughs> because he knew I, I could take it, and, it, and it made, obviously he made me captain, even though I was club captain. Mm. And, yeah, it was it was brilliant. He just loved the fight, and I think it, it just suited the team we had at the time. And and then you could see, like he went to Cardiff, and he pretty much done the same as what he did with us at Cardiff. Just made them hard to beat big long throws and they end up getting promoted.
0: Yeah. It seems like the type, type of manager that would suit people like all an you and Woody are proper old school defenders. And it seemed like just put you two together and make make it difficult to break down for that centre, try and get through you two. And that just made it so solid. It just builds confidence for the rest of the team.
2: Yeah. Well, me and Woody did a rerun of games then. But he, mm. he, he ended end up switching with we I think it was Doyle at the time. They came in and out of the team, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think obviously it it was, was pretty much man for man new. So mm. if there was a big guy, I would go and mark the big guy, and then Doyle would get the fast one. But if there was two big guys, Woody would come in. So mm. yeah, he, he switched us and the way he did it. But I think I think it's like myself and Woody that we, we don't actually. I know you're saying old school defender. I think the both of us could play as well when we get to oh, yeah, the
0: yeah. So
2: I think like, teams didn't realise that and they tried to leave us on the ball sometimes and they could play. So it that did suit us. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about a couple
0: of the, the games because some <laughs> some cracking games. <laughs> um the Sheffield Wednesday one is the earliest one. Uh South Yorkshire Derby, Neil Warnock in charge of a South Yorkshire Derby. He always beats Wednesday. Watch, watch, still watch team talk going to Ellsbury I can only imagine <laughs> He loved
2: it He loved all of that even getting off the bus <laughs> with all their fans and that it was melting it and walking in <laughs> winding we them all up so like, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, it was just I think it, what was his team talk I'm sure it was something down along the lines of, I've never been beat here if I get beat here or something I'll know be back or it was something crazy like that and and then, then when we beat them 1-0, he was like, right, okay, I'll see you, it's Freddy. I'm going home for a swim in my swimming pool and a driving drive my in my Aston Martin. See you later.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the more you hear about him, the more you just love him. It's just great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I was gutted he never did a yeah. after.
0: Uh, the next one again, we could talk, talk about this room forever, but the 3 3 against Derby again, one of just the best 10 minutes of football New York's ever seen, possibly. How crazy was that?
2: It was amazing what a day that was. And um, even down to the fact that they they turned some of the players off, the rest of them, and brought players mm-hmm. on, one they're going to get four and five, and um, because they were quite disrespectful that day because yeah. they were actually. They were actually really dis- disrespectful and then when we come back uh, oh what a feeling what a day that was that was amazing I've never seen anything
3: like that before ever it's funny actually it's funny you should say that because when, when we got the, got our first there were one or two Derby fans who have seen that before because you could tell <laughs> there were literally as, as we got our our first goal there were Derby Derby supporters sat in that away end with their heads in their hands because they knew what were coming. Genuinely, they were. They were the, the people yeah. just stood there like that because they knew. And, and lo and behold, it happened. <laughs> Fabulous. I thought we could end up winning the game in the end. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At the end, when they have just got 8,000 people singing, campy, campy, what's the score? It was just <laughs> glorious. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was all those them, didn't
2: it?
0: They <laughs> yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, and well we got lead, I haven't mentioned the Leeds game. The Leeds two one win also at home when I think we would we, we ten men on and that it went or got sent off. Yeah, they did get sent off, didn't they? I, I don't think, think it was, Derby. Was it, it, was Fre- was it Dad? No, because Dad no. Was it Dad no. Dar- and Freck scored the
2: penalty? Is that right?
0: Frex scored the penalty, didn't he? Yeah, because their keeper got sent off as well, didn't he? For, for the foul, uh, it was Derbyshire, yeah. Derbyshire got sent off. I think it was rescinded, yeah. though. Right,
2: okay, yeah, that was a great one as well. Yeah, I think was, was Steve Evans not their manager? No, he was, yeah, he was, You're right, yeah, there he was, yeah. Well, well, well. obviously. Nice to
0: be there. <laughs> Yeah, cool. And then the 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 final one—that's the the one that you yeah. scored in. You finally scored in MK Dons four uh, 0 away, which which secured survival. Uh, basically, um, again, a superb away performance in a game where it needed to be. Again, you want you want Neil Warnock in charge of your team for those sort of games, I suppose.
2: Hundred um... percent. I just had a funny feeling that we'd win that game comfortable that day. I don't think he get on with the boy Robertson. It is it is proper fired up before that game. The manager Carl um, Robinson. So, yeah. uh, yeah. like nobody us. gets on with Carl Robinson. I don't know why.
0: I
3: don't <laughs>
2: like <us>. him.
0: <laughs> last time in League
3: One when we, we we went to play Oxford at their place, they locked our team out of the stadium. to so Paul mm-hmm. Warren and the so they turn up on the coach and they, they lock the stadium and didn't let him in. Yeah, well, that's I Carl know. Robinson. Yeah. Hey, honestly, that's that's, that's, that's absolute yeah. truth. Hey, he's not a fan of Rotherham at all. It might yeah. because of you and you and scoring that goal against him, I don't know, but I love Rotherham players scored against
2: him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
0: uh yeah a superb day i don't know where fans were but again they tried to put us as far away from pitch as possible it felt like yeah. um yeah. and
2: yeah, yeah. just yeah sorry, sorry why put you up in the second tier why not just fell behind the goal so it's... But, 30 thirty thousand empty seats and put us up there yeah i know typical huh? but no well that was a great day uh yeah it was one memories of that, um, as you say, finally scoring um, after missing about thirty settles. But yeah,
0: you couldn't have me glory too much because Richie Smallwood then went and scored a bit of a stun after you as well, so he took a bit of a limelight, didn't he? Oh, uh, that was a fluke. Still <laughs> 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 got
2: his chin on his foot and a big log, but I Still winged him up about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Quality. was that for you as players it wasn't technically job done but I think we were nine points clear with something like three or five six
2: games left did it feel like job done after that yeah I think so um, I think we all kind of thought that after the game that, that was it pretty much done I, I couldn't see them winning four in the bounce and us losing four as I say we were in the frame of mind where we, we would go and beat anyone to be honest, and then obviously we
0: got the point at rules which clearly sealed it. Mm. Yeah, and another question about Neil Warnock teams. It seems to me that as soon as Neil Warnock's teams are safe, or whatever they've job done, the results to drop off is a bit harsh, but <coughs> something changes, doesn't it? From the outside, it seems like something changes. Is it? Is it just taking the steam off? Is it just letting play? What, what, what is that?
2: I actually don't know, because Hmm. I know what you're saying, we ended up losing the final two, is that right? Yeah. Uh Five the last game. Oh, yeah, um, the manager went nuts after that game, to be honest, because he wasn't happy with the performance. Um right. and I can remember him at half time as well. Uh I, I don't know whether it's it was a mindset and um, personally it wasn't a mindset. I, I, hmm. I had the mindset of what he won every game. Um, but maybe some players thought right job done. Let's get, let's get on the, the beach. Um, but as I say, the, the manager and the staff, it was not as if training eased or anything. Training was still high tempo and he still wanted to win every game, so he, he wasn't happy after that. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. It, it's,
0: just, it, it, it's just, even with Middlesbrough and Cardiff, it's just weird. It's obviously, like yeah. I said, training's everything's still the same. It's just... It just seems to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what, what you say. It's job done. Players think it's job done. I, can, I don't like any of these tackles. Why would I go for mm. that 50 50? It's, it's one of those things. Mm. I, don't, I don't know, maybe. It's, it's just maybe, as you say, I'm a bit old school with some of them. I, I would throw my head and my foot in, no matter what. If it's a training game or anything. Yeah, and um, so I was saying Neil Warnock
0: leaves. What's it was only a temporary contract, and as a fan, we, we probably thought it was a slim possibility he would stay. But again, from a fan point of view, we heard a lot of whispers that everything was almost agreed, and everything looks like he's staying. I suppose you're an oldie at the time. What what did you? How did you find out that he'd left, and, and what we all you know, not feelings up until he went? It
2: wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was a contract at the time. Um, actually, right. so he phoned me and he was like, uh, "I think I'm going to Nottingham Forest." Mm. So at the time, so uh, you're coming with me? Uh, it was it was one of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, you need to make an offer because I'm I'm, mm. I'm going to roll them." I, I love it there. Family settled, as I say, didn't didn't want to move. I wanted him to stay. Mm. Uh, and then eventually, I think it was a week later I'd agreed to sign with Rotherham again and I, I phoned him and I said, Look, I'm gonna to go to Rotherham and he was like aye, you're probably like I'm not going to Forest anyway now. But <laughs> it was, yeah. I was like, all right, fair enough, Gap I'll keep in touch and that, that was it. then mm-hmm. but I generally didn't want to leave. It was it was him that phoned me saying we'll go we'll go to Forest. And mm-hmm. it, it never came about that he went there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have done with something like Walmart to where, where they've ended up now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then comes the Alan Stubbs era. Um. It, it, when he when we signed him, we signed a cup-winning manager from Scotland. You know, he's just won the Scottish FA Cup, the biggest trophy in Scotland. We're all getting excited because when he, even when he came in, he's talking up, he's talking up a playoff bid. Um. What as a player getting like somebody who's just just done that in Scotland to come down here must we he must be pretty excited to get him in.
2: Um. Yeah. Um. It was a, it was a hard one. I didn't. I not know much about him to be honest. Um. At the time. Um. And obviously, if only. I think Stubbsy was a great guy. He was. It was. One of the nicest managers I've played for. Him. He was a great guy. It was. It was a good environment to work in. It just never worked out. But. Mm. I think. I think. It changed the squad. You had a squad there that was winning it you get rid of Matty, Derbyshire straight away, yeah. which I thought was strange at the time. And then we never really brought any in, anyone in to replace him um, until Dexter came at the end of the window. Um, but I thought, if you're going to get rid of Matty so early in the summer, you, hopefully you have got someone lined straight up. Mm. Um, I, I, think, I think recruitment's huge for the manager, if I'm being honest. Um, and that's probably why Steve done so well. Maybe because he could bring in 60 players. Who knows? <laughs> and, but <laughs> I think the recruitment at the time was probably not enough experience, I would say. I think mm. the players he brought in were good players and turned out to be good players for Rotherham, Alexi, Jerval, is and that. But I think... The step up at the time was maybe a bit too much. He he could have been doing with someone to help him along the way and come into the team. But I think in terms of the club, they probably done the club a turn by bringing these players in because the club went and got and a turnover off, and moving on to bigger clubs with it. Been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was as I say, I really enjoyed it under Alan. But for that season after pre-season. Um, was a write-off for me actually getting the, the back operation, mm. so it, it was it was a it was a difficult season for me um, that year to be honest.
0: Yeah, it, it felt like a little bit an I mean from the outside that he put a lot of eggs in Frecklington being fit, and he put a lot of eggs in you being fit, and, and you you were good. I, it, it felt like you you guys were going to be key to to be those experienced players. I think Freck got injured on day one, and like I said, you 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 got a bad injury as well. I think that's just sucked away, and then they couldn't; it just couldn't replace everybody, everybody. We tried to sign, it felt like somebody else picked us to it. And I think, if again, I might be wrong, it felt like you two being injured were, ma- were a massive blow to him.
2: Yeah, uh, well, he did say that to us, to be honest, the manager at the time. He says, you are killing me, the both But <laughs> w- what, what can what can you do though? That's football. Sometimes yeah. these things happen. Um, injuries do. But we, we're as I can't kind of speak for Frecklin. I was frustrated as anyone. I just had done a great. Pre-season, I felt good, and then actually the Tuesday before the Wolves game, the first game, I twisted my back in training, and I probably shouldn't have played against Wolves, and that's why I think uh, I needed the back operation because I played injured. But so yeah. I, w- I was one of the types. If I could roll out there, I would. <laughs> <And just go. laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that the area of that, that that Wolves
3: game, that first half of that Wolves game was probably the, one of the best halves of football I've seen a Real United team play in as long as I can remember. And I remember sitting at half-time thinking, you know what, if this is what it's going to be like, we are going to be up there, we are going to be challenging, no question, because this it was absolutely excellent. And then it kind of just petered out, didn't it? <laughs> it didn't, it didn't yeah. happen again, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that one in there. For what it's worth,
2: yeah, no, not good ideas. And the way he wanted mm. to play is probably completely different to what used fans were used to in the, the previous mm-hmm. years. He, he wanted total football, playing out to the back. I just, I don't know what happened. It just one of those things that didn't work out, and then mm. a couple of bad results, and he was, it was probably quite a, a calm guy. and mm. never ranted and raved, and probably. I don't know, I can't speak for yourself, but I think Rotherham fans are like myself, they come from a working background, they, they, want, they want to see passion, they want to see players giving their all, managers, when it's no working out, having a go at people, saying and it wasn't that type, um, no. and, and for whatever reason that it didn't work out, but sometimes that happens in football, it just doesn't work yeah. out, and you move on. yeah. No,
0: absolutely um talking of not working out the next manager came in again you were just throughout this but Kenny Jacket comes in for I think five games um again we're talking about the Steve Evans departure being a bit strange this Kenny Jacket one must have been really strange to find out he left so soon uh, yeah um as I
2: say I never had much dealings with him so that whole season yeah. was pretty much a wipeout for me um and- I, thought, I don't know. What did I play? four games if I'm lucky, um, so I never really get to yeah. work with him. Um, I was, I was in the physio room, uh, but <laughs> I, it was a strange one. I don't think he was stacked, I think he just walked. So as so players yeah. were a bit like, we don't know what's going on. So and we never found out why. He walked, I don't know if there's any rumors of that, but one of those <laughs> ones he just left, and never said bye.
0: No, it was positive. The was the, <laughs> yeah.
3: the rumor was transfer budget, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the rumor was that it was. Sorry, he felt he'd been promised a transfer budget, or he had been promised a transfer budget, or whatever, and that didn't materialise, and he didn't feel as though he was able to to move the club forward. I think is is the official line. Um, but we'll see. Unofficial it anyway. line, Who knows. <laughs> yeah. Unofficial line, sorry. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, my yeah. assumption. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strange one.
3: Right. But ultimately, um, as for, from a club's point of view, it, it it led on to what we've got now, didn't it? Yeah,
0: that's yeah, it
2: always, did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, again, you were injured for the start of that, but you obviously played a few games under Warnie. Um Those first games, I mean, we, we, me and Mick were certainly there for that Burton game away, where he we was basically in tears on the touchline after the game, just because he'd lost the game, it meant so much to him. What was those first couple of months like under Warnie being his first first time in a job?
2: Uh, God. It's, it's, quite, it's quite difficult for me to speak about that now because I was so close to Warnie. And, like me and Wally like, were so close off before I became the manager, mm. but obviously me having my back operation and then uh, doing my back again really was, was a tough one for me to take, and mm. so I couldn't really help him. And what I, I, I played one game or two games was it for him? Leads away, probably. Yeah, but and Norwich at home. In Norwich at home, where we won, you've actually won mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I done my back in the Tuesday in the gym doing my um, deadlift, mm-hmm. which I probably shouldn't have been doing after the back operation, but I didn't know any different. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I get told to do, so I did it, and then ended up having to get another back up, and that that wiped my that se- <laughs> that wiped my season out, and so. I never actually really got to work under Paul really and mm. I'm just lucky that Ross the fitness coach who's still at Rotherham come in he probably saved my career and my footballing career to be honest because he had done his back before and he knew what rehab to do and I'd done his rehab and he got my back playing or I probably wouldn't have played again to be honest. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, but as back injuries, they can be, they can be deadly serious, can't they? So yeah, um, so that was yeah, that's yeah, difficult to
2: take. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, what well, ended in disaster in yeah, that season, unfortunately. But that ended your time with us. The the move to Kilmarnock. I think Paul Wand described it as the best. I haven't got the quote in front but a good move for all parties. Did you feel like your time at Rodham had come to its timely end,
2: or would you have been happy to stay on? Uh, no, Paul put to that. No me. Um, okay. Paul said I wouldn't play, so I had to move on. So that, that's why.
0: Right. Okay. Mm. I'm surprised at that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 I, if, 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 if I felt like as a fan that you and you would be a great guy to have around in League One. If we're going to struggle, we're going to get down in the trenches like we had to in the war up times. Let's get Woody mm. and Rodford back again. <laughs>
2: It was one of the things, I have nothing against Paul, it was his decision. At yeah. end of the day, he, he told me at the end of that season when he took over that I, I wouldn't play for him the next season. So I, I had to move on. And mm-hmm. after that, I was a bit, after the season I had, not playing much, I was I just thought, right, let's just get home, get the family home then. Yeah. Because me personally, I had a I'd I loved I'd still be living in Rotherham right now I, I loved it there um, we would have settled there we wouldn't have moved um, but it's, it's, that's one of those things in football no hard feelings uh, move on um, mm. and he's done a great job I know I knew he would do a good job he's 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 a he's a, he's a motivator he's a people's person he, he loves positive but maybe I was maybe too moaning for him. I don't know because I demanded so much with so many players, and if they never did, I yeah. let them know. But that—that's just the way I was brought up through yeah. playing the Rangers. I played with so many demanding players. If you don't do it, you get told, and that—that that, yeah. that was one of those things. Yeah, and I suppose it's good that manager up front, we have all
0: managers going to make our decisions, but it could. Just let you, let you let you let your contract run down and not play it. If open honest stuff and trying to get you a good move to, like, I say home. Yeah,
2: well, as I say, it's, it's, maybe if I had said no, I'll stay and show you. Hmm. Um, but I just come off a back operation. Yeah. backs was I going to be the same player? I didn't know. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Was he, was he thinking I was going to be the same player? Yeah. Um, and I got offered a three-year deal at Commander to go home. So, and if I wasn't going to play, I thought, well, why not go home and play CM career? And there you go. And lucky enough, I was one of those types. I worked the whole summer, I got myself fit and touched wood. And I, I, I never lost uh, an awful lot, and uh, I'm still the player I was. So, that's, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I, I've, got, I've got to be honest, I did enjoy watching you play in Scotland, upsetting every all, every winning penalties. And yeah. I've got to ask about winning penalties. I've never seen a defender win penalties as well as you. Um, is there a secret to it? <laughs> <laughs> that you can reveal before you retire? Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, uh, I don't know, I just... <laughs> do let me get my body in. <laughs> I, don't know. I, just, I think, it's, like fans love to get it back, don't they? Mm-hmm. So I just, I give it back. So if you're going to give it, you're going to get it back. And so yeah. it's all banned at the end of the day. So yeah. um, as, well, as you've probably seen that, when I just tried to wind players up during games and things like that. Just any advantage helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it does
0: absolutely. Um Danny has got some quick fire questions. I think she some quick fire questions. Uh Danny, have you got your paper at the ready? I do.
4: <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so what is your best memory in a Miller shirt? Uh,
2: probably scoring against MK Dons and just in that corner with the fans, I've got to say, you've made good pumps
4: and it was brilliant. Okay, best yeah. memory in any other shirt?
2: Scoring for my country in my debut. Wow. Wow. Not bad, is it? <laughs> Not bad at all. Uh,
4: but... <laughs> um, most difficult opponent you faced in England? England.
2: uh Andre Gray mm.
4: Mm. <laughs> And uh, and what about what about in Scotland? Uh, and
2: Scotland Probably Edim mm.
1: McGeady
4: Nice. And um Right, what I want you to do now is create a five-a-side team with yourself. What other four players are in your squad?
2: From my whole career or rather than players?
4: Whatever you like, mate.
2: Uh, okay, so Steve Davis has got it in there. Uh... Chris Boyd for goals. I need a goal at the don't I? <laughs> so we camp, go to go Barry Ferguson and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah mm. nice
4: right, that is uh my quick fire questions but i do have one question uh, I, uh, that one me ma- <laughs> I have one question that um we might want to me to to ask you um do you remember when you were at Rotherham, uh, every Halloween there was someone who knocked on your door and asked you to sign his Rotherham shirt. Yeah, I,
2: I love my time with my B estate. Um, Halloween was brilliant in my estate. I think he only done it once, asked for top saying. it, wasn't Every year was it?
4: Well, I, I, that's what he said to me. He said every year he used to nip round and ask. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, mick, Danny, anything else you want to ask Kirk? Because we've taken up more than enough his time already.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what was your question? I never got there. Yeah, the the Halloween, yeah, yeah, I got the end. Yeah, I said, yeah, no, did they live in the estate? Like, because there was a wee guy that came at Halloween, we were taught, but he never came every year, he came once a year. But no, that was a great new estate. It was up in Worth, I used to live, Mm. so it it was a brilliant new estate. So it was.
4: Yeah, he used to. He used to live on the estate, and it says every Halloween he used to nip round and try and get his shirt signed.
2: And that's sweetie. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go, Charlie. There you go, Charlie. If you're listening, he does remember uh, a wheel had nipping around to get his shirt signed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, So thank you, everybody for listening, watching. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this, because I think it's been superb. And Kirk, thank you very much for your time at Rotherham and for taking your time out spending with us tonight. It's been superb, mate. Thank you very much. No problem,
2: guys. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much.